Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the EJ. Super excited to be here again with um, Dr. J and Dr. B. We have a good episode coming up for you guys, talking about how to work on your business instead of in your business so that you are able to grow and scale and reach levels that you haven't been able to because you are needed in the business. So we're gonna go over some different ways to do that, how to prepare for that and make it happen. How you doing everybody? Welcome back to the EJ here with Chelsea and Dr. Brandon. In the hizzy. I'm still waiting for Dr. Brandon to like get that really cool sound effect machine he's talked about for like the last- Oh man, I had it. It, it, it won't go on my phone now and all these cool sounds and noises and I'll we, just make them naturally. We hear we'll all get, of them. We'll get IT to come visit you, Dr. Brandon. Jeez, so give, give, just before we even get started, give us a sample of what the Brandon noise effect machine <laughs> may sound like. Come on. <laughs> you jump into one of those, oh, the old car horn. Let's hear disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I need the machine. I'm pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you can make your uh, own app. That may or may not make the 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 podcast, but if it is, I oh, it's it's yeah. going on. <laughs> uh, all right. So today we're going to dive into a topic that I hear a ton uh, on and question wise to me on so many of our our great practices. They they want to get out a little bit. And they want to get out of being in their business, so they're working on their business. Who's that from? Oh, remember book it? You gotta read. Yep. What is it? Please, please read it. You got? You know it? Uh, well, I just went blanking on it right now. <laughs> um, Chelsea, save him. A uh, four-minute manager, <laughs> one-minute manager. <laughs> the is right. That's wrong. Uh, uh, the book no, is the email. You got me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> and the author's Michael Gerber, but Gerber, it's about Jesus, uh, yeah. working on your business, not in your business. Sorry to put you on the spot there. He likes to do that. He was just, he was just thinking of his next sound effects. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was great. This is an entertaining EJ already out of the go. gate. I didn't know what the sound effect of that is, but it's probably not pleasant. Oh, uh, anyway, so it's working on your business, not in your business. And so those that are trying to take their business to the next step, you want to open multiple locations, you want to turn it into, you know, an empire, if you will, as opposed to one successful business that you have, you can't do that typically by working in the practice still, uh, or in the office still. And so you're going to have to eventually back out for a while, you can you can double, you may even be able to triple, but you're going to reach a point where you're just starting to give half ass uh, service half ass uh, leadership, and you just aren't running it the way you should be. So let's talk a little bit. Uh, in fact, we just had a topic with our docs the other day about this. What uh, what is some of the first steps that we need to do, and why do we need to do it? I guess let's start there. Do you mind if I call on you? Preparation. <laughs> me, so, me, call okay. on okay. me. Call Brandon, me. what do you call got? Me. All right. Um, I think one of the first key steps is preparing the rest of your team for this transition. So they, they need to begin to understand how this is going to go, the whys behind it, um, leading them through, because they're going to be an important part of, of this. And we'll go into it more later here, I'm sure, in a minute of, of replacing yourself. But preparing the team for the transition would be my first, first suggestion. I like yeah. it. So what does that mean, Chelsea? How do, you, how do you prepare that team? Well, I think one thing that happens a lot with very successful business owners, whatever the business is, 
is that they're really good at things. So they do them all. So you have to be able to free yourself up a little bit and um, give over some of the control to people who are also good, maybe not as good at you as you are yet, but help them get there so that you're not having to do everything to keep it operating at the level that it is. Delegation. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> is that from your sound effect app that you're going to develop? That's from the movie. So it's a, it's an add-on. Impression. <laughs> Oh my God. So, uh, you know, I think the other thing for the staff to know is the why, why you're doing it. So if, if from day one, you've talked to these people and kind of told them and cultivated this culture of we want to grow, it's going to provide opportunities for you. Here's what we plan to do someday. Then they're not shocked by all this. It's also not you just retire. I mean, it could be you just retiring, I guess that that could be a small percentage of the people that are trying to do this, but majority are trying to step out and do the next thing in business. And so to do that, your staff should be excited. It probably provides them right. opportunities. They may, you know, go from front desk here to VP or to uh, operations manager of, of front desk or whatever it is when you have 10 locations. So they should be excited about it. Um, I agree. And we spent majority of time uh, with, with this topic as well. I'll throw out there is it's, it's doing it in a nice, slow, organized fashion. And so don't, don't decide on, you know, at a weekend seminar, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get the hell out. And then a week later you're gone because everyone's left to pick up the pieces. But if over the course of six months to a year, maybe even two years, you have your understudy, your associate docs, the, the people that are going to take over this business for you, stepping in, meeting the patients, taking care of things. Not only can you train them to run it like you want it, and why you're able to step out is because you're successful. So you don't want them to skip a beat, but you also make a really smooth transition where when you're gone, it doesn't really matter. And you can slowly pull out of it, take Thursday off, take Wednesday morning off. Next thing you know, you're a day and a half a week and then you're gone. And so I think that is a crucial thing to do as well. And we've seen how this plays out when it's not that way. Sometimes it's problematic when all of a sudden people just love to be like, where's the main person? Right. We, we did this, I think, pretty well you and I Jason and when we began to exit our clinics um, you, it was like you said I started with Monday afternoons okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna get off on Monday afternoons not gonna go my patients started to know hey if I wanted to see Dr. B I'm coming Monday morning for sure because I hear he's not here in the afternoon right all new clients went right to the new doctor so like I, I didn't even exist Jay you have a funny story you got to tell too about mm -hmm. clients when you're wondering who you were in the yeah, clinic. yeah but um, new new clients coming in all went to that new patient schedule for the, the new doc not for me. They didn't even get a chance to meet who I was. Didn't even really know me, which is a good way to set it up too. But tell them how it, it, down at your clinic when you had you had that. Well, patient. you know, we had we had a fantastic doc, two docs that were coming in and taking. It was a husband wife team that took over our practice and have since taken it to new heights. That that's incredible. So they've taken it and run with it. But you know, we got to a point where where I was working for you know years with him, just kind of making sure it's a smooth transition. And like you said, the new doc takes all the new patients. Yeah. Uh, and so the new patients start to know that person as the clinic owner or director or manager or whatever. And people would, on my shifts that I would come in, whatever it was, Monday afternoon, say, or something that I still worked, people started to ask me, like, are you new here? Or where are you going to open? Because we had docs coming in training, then they right. go off. So it was a common question of being like, where are you headed? And it'd be like Dallas or I'm headed to Atlanta or something. Um, but they started asking me like, hey, well, you know, who, where are you? Where are you going? And stuff like that. And your, your initial instinct is like, what the hell? Like, this is my pride. Like, this is mine. <laughs> yeah, right. But then you start to realize this is exactly it's what working. we wanted. Yeah, yeah. Like, we want people to not even know I exist. 
that makes it easier for me to pull out of this. So if your ego is going to be like, you want them to want you, you've built a personality practice based on you. You may not be ready to do this because you actually want the accolades of being in there. And that's the opposite. A personality-based business is going to really make it tough to transfer out when you have a business that's based on the systems, caring for patients and our, in our world, caring for patients, it may be a different thing in a different business, but that is when that practice has an owner that can back out, not that's going to be there for the rest of their life. I think there has to be some discipline to this because when we were having this discussion the other day with some of our docs, one of them even said like, oh yeah, I was, I, I was back in the other day and I, I stop in every now and then I go, it's like, you even said to him, Jason, why, why, why are you doing that? you're almost recreating bad habits. You're allowing patients to see you again on days you're not normally there. So, and his answer, I guess was okay. What he was checking in on some stuff, but having some discipline to say, if, if I'm off Monday afternoons and you get the hell out of there and stick to it right. in order to allow your team to begin to take on those challenges, allow patients, customers to realize who's running the show on Monday afternoons. And it's not you. Yeah, I think the the good transition for that too, like you guys were saying, is not like from one day it's you and the next day it's someone else, that slow transition. I know a lot of times, even before a doctor would start in the practice that I was in, I'm not a doctor, by the way, in case you guys didn't know, but as a front desk, like the whole team just really building up that person and letting the patients know you know, we're, we've got Dr. Brandon fully trained. He's super excited. I've even been talking to him about, you know, your care and the progress you've made and um, showing them like, you know, all the notes are right here. So everyone has the same ability to be able to take care of you at a very high level and just building up the person to the patients or to the um, clients or customers. Um, there, I, This is like really random and kind of funny, but there were even patients that like didn't like to schedule with the other CA, but would like to schedule with me. And I was like, she knows how to do the schedule just as good as me. Like they would wait for me to like come back up from the back and stuff, silly things like that. But same thing as like a bartender and a server, like people would sit in the same exact spot every time. Cause they knew it was my section or my side of the bar, you know, I think you said something just really important there that you kind of guide, not for the doctor's sake, but for the patient's sake or the client's sake, guiding mm-hmm. that new person right in front of them. Uh, yeah. We do that all the time. I, I'd go over and I, I knew like Jason could adjust their, their neck just as much as I could, but I'd be like, Jason with Chelsea, we usually lay her down and we, on this left side, we take her head and we do this almost mm-hmm. like I'm telling him how to do it. He's got the same degree as I do. He knows how to do this adjustment, but Better. it was all for the, <laughs> all for the patient's sake to be like, Oh, Dr. Brennan showed him. He was right there and showed him exactly how you do it every time. Cause he's the only yeah. one that can do it. And and so then when Jason did it, it was like, okay, great. This is, this I mean, is people fine. like comfort. Like, you, you, yeah. I mean, the examples we're using patients like it for sure, because that right. doctor may have changed their life. We talked about that the other day, like to us, it's a, it's a mir- We see miracles every day, all day in our practices. So, but I mean, to that patient, you change their life, right? Mm-hmm. They may have been able to have a, a child because of your adjustments. They may be off medications because of you. They may have completely changed their life because of you. And then it's, it's a traumatic thing for someone to be like, Hey, I'm moving on, but here's a young doc that's going to come in and take over your fear is like, what if not now to a lesser extent, but you know, you like the bartender that knows you knows how to converse with you, likes a conversation, like, you know, knows how to make your drink. So, I mean, it's, there's comfort. People like comfort and they don't like surprises. So Chelsea, you were dead on that. You can't just say, I don't know when I'm going to be here. Some days I'm going to work. Some days I'm not because then the person coming in has no idea. Like, Hey, I thought Dr. A was here. Why is Dr. B here right now? And I don't mean the Dr. B, but I mean, in that case, just Dr. B or C, but uh, you know, (laughs) so you you kind of want to be careful of how you do that. And as long as you structure it, 
And like you said, make it a smooth transition where you introduce this new person and all the stuff that they love to the new person taking care of them, then that's going to make that a much easier process. So, so let me take it this way, because this came up with um, some of the docs again, as we discussed this uh, earlier in the week, one of the docs, I think he's done an incredible job of doing exactly all the, all the things we just said. He's slow played it out. He's got set days that he's in, he's doing it. He's doing it right. And his team's responding very well. But then he said, when I do go in, all I'm dealing with now is fires. He's like, I'm a firefighter now instead of mm -hmm. a doctor and owner of a clinic. People come to me with all the shit problems going on. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm just battling, putting out fires. Everyone needs to know how to handle stuff. And he's like, I've lost all my joy in the two, three days I'm still coming in. And it kind of is defeating the purpose. And we went into this whole section about that. So touch on that a little bit, Jason. Jason, back to you. I'm throwing your question back to you. Are you ready on this one? Here it comes. All so. Right, yeah, uh, you know, I, I think that what we talked about was you also have to make sure that you have people that are ready for this responsibility. So everyone wants to be the leader, the owner, the manager, the president, the CEO, whatever that is, right? But sometimes they're not ready for it. If they're taking all the fun stuff off your plate, right. but still just throwing all the shit back on you, hey, here's a complaint, here's a question, here's a, here's know, a refund, here's a way, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like that, that, that's, that's, that goes along with running the clinic. So, I mean, you handle those. Now, as the owner, I'll always come back in if there's a major situation because I want to oversee stuff. And, and so you're not just out, yeah, right? But at the same time, you're not going to come in and deal with all the garbage to make it super fun for somebody to have all the fun. And so I think that's a conversation between the person trying to back out and the person that they're trying to replace themselves with and just saying, you need to be the leader. You need to step up. Here's how you need to handle that. And you know, I think that's going to make it for a smoother transition. I have, I have, I have, um, I want to play this one because this is my um, favorite new little sound effect now. But where does this come How's from? How's that? How's, How's that? Fuck you, you breathe. Okay. You don't out? tell me what the fuck to do. How's that, pal? I didn't tell you what you to did. did. You said don't talk to people who you don't. <laughs> it's not. It's not. You're not that guy. <laughs> have you seen that? <laughs> I have oh, not. this is a long version. Hold on. Let me. I have to play this because it's great. Okay, that was a dud because I didn't. I didn't so know. Well, hold on. This is the. <laughs> I'll leave the store. This okay. is the longer Fuck version you, of it. Oh man, <laughs> it's a guy who's. Guy, pal, trust me. You're not that guy. Okay. Here it is. <laughs> that guy. Okay. Okay. You? Absolutely. You're gonna get arrested for this? Arrested for doing what? <laughs> so. <laughs> not sure we so, lost the so, no but so so he says you're not that guy so so I, that my theme was like with the person stepping in this guy i thought oh man that's perfect you're not that guy if you can't handle the bad shit you can't not come not in that. and handle the complaints all the stress that goes along with it you're not that guy pal you're not that guy uh, then the other guy I says you. are you that guy and he says yeah, absolutely I am. yeah I am. <laughs> that's exactly right so i mean make sure you replace yourself with somebody that knows i totally could have sound, what to do. did the sound bite for you on that do that been, here we would go have been way try it let's go on to the next <laughs> well i've seen about a book <laughs> i've seen um like i've been in some of the offices where the doctor has um tried to remove themselves slightly for personal reasons or because they want to expand and open other locations and but when they come back in they continue to put out the fires, they continue to take that all the shit on that other people don't want to. And it's their fault because they don't delegate that. Like they, when they're leaving and they put another doctor in charge, the fun part of being in charge also comes with the shitty part of being in charge. So you have to be able to handle both of them. And like you're saying, I think you just have to, the expectations have to be set for whoever is going to be taking over those things for you so that you can step out. And when you come in, it is just a you get to say hi to all your old patients or all your old 
patients or customers and, you know, say hi to the team and visit with them, but not have to come in and. Yeah. yeah. And if you've done it properly, you can make a cameo adjustment and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah. only, you know, the relationship, if people are like, Hey, good to see you doc. And then they have no problem going about what they're going to do anyway. But mm -hmm. so, yeah, I mean, don't, we're not saying never talk to people again. Like, I mean, you built relationships. So, right. so make, be able to make an appearance, but you make it in such a way where people know that you're not the person they need to come to. There's other people that handle that. And mainly the people that are supposed to handle that need to know that because mm -hmm. I mean, it's important and it, it's really part of their development that you have to let them make mistakes like probably you did as you go through stuff. And they're not going to handle everything exactly like you would have. And if they did, I mean, you cloned yourself. And so that, that isn't possible. So just realize they too are going to make mistakes as they grow. But if they give a shit and they try to get better and they may ask questions like, Hey, how did I handle that? What did you think? Did you have advice of how I could have handled that better? Or, Hey, just so you know, this came in today. Here's how I handled it. What do you think of that? Like, that's when I know someone's making the right steps, but still caring about doing the right thing, as opposed to, hey, can you call this guy? He's pissed about his experience. Well, no, I don't want to handle that. That's your job. You're paid to do that. Mm -hmm. And as I go on to open other locations or expand to a different model or whatever I'm doing, then you need to be able to handle that. And if you don't have that person, then think again about that person being the one you're, you're training. I think all three of us at some point, I've heard Chelsea, you say it too, and you weren't even the doctor adjusting them, but we've been back to the clinics where we either started at or some of our original places back in Colorado Springs, Denver. Uh, we're heading back there in a few weeks. I'm going to stop by my old clinic there. Uh, and there'll be patients there that were there when I started. They're still there. They're still under care. Chelsea, you've mentioned it too, from your CA days up in the Denver clinic where you have patients that are still there. And Jay, I know the same with you downtown, Colorado Springs. Um, they're still there for that experience. They yep. know what 100% provides, what offers in, in our business model. It wasn't necessarily personality driven even though we're all great personalities, of course, uh, they're still there for the service, the experience that they got from 100% that was ingrained in them, obviously in some part by us. Well, and they know you cared about them. So yeah, if, if they know that you just left because you finally could financially or something and you're out of here, then yeah, people feel like they were treated like shit. Not, not sure. only the patient or the customer, your staff feels like all of a sudden like, hey, we talked so long about what we were going to build and now you're just gone. But yeah. if it was a plan and they know, hey, this is the next step of the plan, uh, then they got to be happy about that, you know, and a lot of times they will be because they're excited to grow in their career as well. And if not, it's exactly what you said was going to happen. So it's not a big surprise. So we just can't stress enough. We've hit it for probably 15 minutes now plan and don't just pull out and be done. Like you've got to replace yourself slowly over time to make sure the right people are there and it's a smooth transition to make this even possible to consider doing so. Uh, other steps people need to take. What else comes to mind? I'm trying to think what else we talked about on the call. Um, geez, I'm trying to remember too where else it went. Um, I think the, the people that are taking this position over, a few of them were on the call actually. And it was, I remember Jay and I even looked at each other a little bit like, well, some of the doctors that are filling in for these ones that are leaving are on. Is that kind mm -hmm. of awkward? But it wasn't. It was actually very natural in the conversation. Different side of it. Right. Where they're like, I'm trying to instill everything that, that you taught me and put it into play and let the patients know that, that we're right here for you. And we're going to do just as Michael or Patricia or Brandon or Jason or whoever is leaving would have done. And um, I thought it was interesting to have them on the call with us uh -huh. to see their side of the story a little bit. Well, because you, you, it's, it's exactly what you thought. It's one person. And I'm not. I'm just making this up, but I mean, one person may say, you know, you can't do this. You can't get it done. Well, the other person's like, you never gave me a chance to, 
Right. Right. So I mean, yeah, you're not yeah. you're not providing the opportunity. So what the hell am I supposed to do? So you have two different sides, both that think they're right. Next thing you know, it's an ugly departure and they leave. And, and both people wanted the same thing. They just, you know, their egos were too big to actually sit down and be like, what's going on? Not only like, I don't like when you do this, it's also, and how can I help to make this a smoother transition? Listen, don't just talk. And that's going to help tremendously. Yeah. Chelsea, did you have something I heard you? I think I was just agreeing. What book is that? I think she burped. Yeah. <laughs> what book is that? Name that book. Name that tune. Well, it's a reminder <laughs> of that book because I, I think the e-myth is that good. If you haven't read it, and a lot of you have, you need to read it. It's like, it's business 101. It's, it's their whole concept, right? It is not just working in your business, working on your business. And so I remember even when I was in the restaurant days or in the early days of, of uh, building my clinic, there's days I was like, God, I wish I just had a day to do office work. Like just to sit here and plan and, and, and my vision board and marketing. And I would do anything to have six hours just to, cause you know, we had, as you guys do, I had young kids at the time. And when you go home, there's no time to sit down and quiet. Like then you jump into dad role. And next thing you know, the kids are in bed and dinner's cleaned up and it's nine 30 and you're exhausted and shit you back at the office the next day at 7am, like doing it again. So you're just like, I wish I just had five, six hours to dedicate to this. And so it's important to find that time where you can actually plan that out and do that. That's the e-myth. So the e-myth is not only just being working in your business, because you can't ever take a step back and see things for what they are. Where's the problems? Why aren't patients happy? Why aren't people converting or signing up? Or why do they want their money back? Those are things you see when you go above the practice and look down and watch all the pieces play out, right? Versus being one of those pieces that's in that that game going back and forth and it's just it's too crazy to try to figure shit out and do that you know the, the generals in a military move aren't the ones on the front line mm -hmm. they need to stay back they're looking at maps they're talking to intelligence they're doing all kinds of stuff like that to map out the best plan to do something they're certainly not the ones that are sitting there on the front line or even flying the planes and stuff because they can't do you know it's impossible to do both um, speaking of books, I can throw another one back. I'm not going to quiz you because I, I know you know what it is, but um, some of this is from Maxwell's book too, Five, Five Levels of Leadership. Mm -hmm. and he's talking about how you get to this fifth level is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Replacing yourself as the ultimate level of leadership. Yep. Um, all the way down to, to level one where you're just the guy that signs a paycheck. That That's a level of leadership in some form, but certainly not to the level we're talking about today where you actually replace yourself, create another leader underneath you. So that's another one too. I think it was very it's the toughest level. Yeah. I mean, he, he's dead all right on this. So this is some of the best work ever, but I mean, it's, it, it's, it's so easy to become a leader. It, it, if you do a business, you're a leader. I sign your damn paycheck. I'm a leader. I write your right. schedule. I'm a leader. doesn't mean anything. You're a leader when people follow you, not when people work for you. You're a boss when people work for you. Yeah. And if you so, pay them enough, they'll deal with your bullshit. Yeah. That's it's funny. Berkeley's in a summer camp this week. My eight-year-old and they're it's it's a leadership camp is what it's called and she comes home from the first day and she's like I was like what'd you learn at camp today you know I thought it was going to be like water balloons and slides and I don't know obstacle courses right but she's like well today we talked about the difference between a leader and a boss and so we go oh, which one do you think you are and she's like most of the time I'm a leader, but at home I'm the boss. <laughs> so it was pretty funny, but it's kind of cool that they're already talking about it. And her, that was her exact example was she was like, well, leaders do and people follow them and bosses tell people what to do without doing it basically yeah, that's spot on. I mean, roundabout, but like that was her definition. Who goes to that camp counselor? Cause he's teaching some, some young leaders, but 
luckily the yeah it was her second you look back and people are following you they're following your vision you know and and yes you're paying them and that's a small part of it but you know as you go through the steps you start to develop them cultivate them get them excited and yes the final step is they do things as you would have done them or or ideally better than you would have done them Mm -hmm. and i think that's very very rare for people to reach that level because they don't ever do that all the work it takes to get that person to be able to run it as good or better than you did in the first place, which frees you up to do amazing things uh, down the road as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else we need a closing thoughts on? Brandon looked like he was about to do another sound effect, but other than that. Never know. Never know. They just want to know. Never know. If I used to be, it wouldn't be as fun. You got to just spontaneously. Now, trust so. me, you're not that guy. <laughs> now you got it right where you needed it. <laughs> that was perfect. Okay. So uh, closing thoughts, uh, replacing yourself. Why do you want to do it? Should you do it? Is it for everybody? Like what, what do people need to take home from this podcast? I, I don't think it's for everybody for sure. Um, some people I, maybe are bad leaders and shouldn't replace themselves necessarily. They need to work on their own leadership. But I think to the people listening to the EJ, maybe not that crew that we're talking about there. Um, yeah. You got to listen to some of these steps, plan it out, take the time to allow it to, to cultivate and grow and then for me, it's the ultimate level because it starts to open up and free up things that I've had bigger picture wise, like you said, Jay, thinking about getting out of the office and opening up your vision. Yep. Chels? I think if you're ready and you and you think you want to start taking steps towards doing that, talk to people who have done it and find out, like learn from their mistakes on what they did wrong when they first tried to replace themselves and step out and see what you could do better or different than them to make it more smooth and um, work a little bit better than maybe it did for them initially. Yeah, both good, both good hints or, or topics or advice. I would also add to it, see the future way before you get there. And so, so many people are either all here or they're all here and they don't want to do that transition period in between because they're excited about the next step. But if you see that one, two years down the road and most of our docs see it one, two years down the road, like month one of practice, like I'm going to want to do this. Well, get that person in, then you can slowly build the practice with them or the business. And you can also have them just so ready. So when you do have to do this and you want to get out, it's not a big deal. You got other people that are your equal, that people care for and the staff loves them and patients love them. Then it's really easy to say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to be here anymore on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm here Tuesday, Thursdays. And you start to easily do that transition because you planned ahead. But I would think, you know, if you're, and let's be honest, most of the people listening are are chiropractors that have practices, most of them very successful. I would plan six to 12 months to do this the right way. You know, in a perfect world, it takes you two years, but it doesn't mean in two years, you can finally not work in that practice. It means that for the next three months, you're in your normal schedule. And then for the next three months after that, you no longer work Fridays. And then the next three months after that, you no longer work Tuesdays, you know, and you slowly pull that away. And then it's not a big deal. The transition's super smooth and you're ready to go and you feel comfortable. Then most importantly, you don't have to consistently come back and bail that, that business or that practice out because you, you left too soon. And when you do that, that becomes very frustrating. And then you're really not able to do the stuff that you've started to work on because then it comes real frustrating. And then you start to have a little bit of, um, anger and frustration towards the business, which is definitely not what you want, because that's still your breadwinner. You got to keep that thing rocking and rolling and, and crushing it in practice. So yeah. uh, anyway, so time has flown by. That's another half hour or so. 
And uh, we appreciate you listening. As usual, share this with people that you know could benefit from it. And let's be honest, that's anybody that's in business could benefit from this. We continue to get more and more listeners and, and, and really appreciate uh, you guys sharing this with other people and all of the feedback that we get on the podcast. Questions, topics, uh, if you disagree with something, we like that the best. So have a voice, let us know. But I appreciate both you guys as always. And we will talk to you guys next episode.